Yes, no, when, once you're done. Yeah, it's recording. On. Okay. Yep. Let's start off with a prayer. Sahana Babatu Sahana Bunak Bunaktu Sahavirim Karavirim Karavai Tejas Vina Vina Vadi Tamas Vishavit Vishavahe so today we are welcoming a guest uh, listener, Lakshmi. Thank you. Hey, Lakshmi. Thank you. Hey, Lakshmi. All right. Great. So uh, who wants to do the icebreaker today, Ajay? You know, I saw your post, I didn't read it very well, but I thought, you know, you'll be the right candidate to do the icebreaker today. No, I, I just, uh, you know, I just wrote some notes for myself and I thought I'll just share it with the group. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slightly complex kind of, at least my understanding is kind of evolving, but uh, I've enjoyed sort of the whole week, uh, you know, listening to a few talks from some of the Swamis and also re-listening to the recording of last week, which was fantastic, actually. I mean, I have to say, I probably only picked up half of what I heard this morning uh, in the actual live session. So it was actually very, very good. And thank you, VP, for, for asking me to, re to listen to it. Uh, it really helped me sort of frame my thoughts. And, uh, and I think where I got to, I mean, I've summarized it, uh, but to me, you know, I, at least my understanding of Nididhyasana, which is the Vedantic meditation, is it feels like it's slightly more fo focused uh, than sort of all the other schools of meditation that are going around. Some of them are, uh, you know, obviously there's the yoga sutras, but there's also a lot of commercialization. And, you know, I've heard a, a, quite a few videos in the process just to trying to clear my head. But I found the whole Nididhyasana approach very, very targeted. And, that, and, you know, it's very, very clearly focused on, you know, getting conviction on the learnings from the Gita about who, who, who am I, right? And... Um, and again, I think in, if you if you go through the book, you know, it talks about, I mean, I use the word conviction, but it also talks about habit, which I guess uh, is the outcome of once you have conviction, it becomes sort of uh, something that we take for granted. Uh, but overall, I think uh, at least to the extent of understanding meditation from the point of view of the Gita, I think I have a reasonably sort of good understanding of that. Right. Uh, Rajesh, can I uh, share some thoughts? Um, yeah, I know, sure. Ajay, good point there. Um, so uh, um, just the topic of meditation, right, because of um, its significance in the Yoga Sutras, right? I mean, where uh, this is dealt with, this is the main topic. I was curious to see, hey, somebody, because I, it was constantly occurring to me that there should be a way to combine the, um, you know, the, taking the best of both worlds kind of a, uh, an approach where you say you, you combine 
the meditation aspects of it, which is the practice of meditation from what is described in yoga, right? And combine it with the philosophical aspects of it, which is prescribed in Vedanta, right? I, I was curious about it. If somebody has thought through this, right? Because it seems like um, the meditation aspects are dealt with in greatest detail out there, right? And because in the, in the Bhagavad Gita and in Vedanta, the meditation is the Nidityasana meditation, which is at the highest level, right? Once you um, reach a certain stage of mental clarity, right? And then you get into that because that's when it uh, um, it seems like an advanced meditation to me. But so I was wondering if there is a way. And, and that's when I realized that is called mm -hmm. Raja Yoga, mm -hmm. right? So uh, that, that path of combining both is Swami Vivekananda's uh, uh, approach in Raja Yoga. And uh, in fact, so I started reading his book called the Raja Yoga, which is supposedly his, one of his best works. Um, it's on the Kindle, by the way. Um, so th th that's a, precisely what he prescribes, right? Which is uh, the Yoga Sutras, the first two chapters of Yoga Sutra. It doesn't go into the philosophy of Yoga Sutras. It doesn't take that, but takes the practice of yoga, uh, Ashtanga Yoga, takes Karma Yoga as a practice and says, this combination of these two is Raja Yoga and you prescribes that as a um, uh, way to kind of prepare yourself, right? And then the Vedantic um, um, Nana Yoga, when you're ready after that, right? So in our PhD, MS, undergrad thing, um, it, you know, this meditation, Raja Yoga meditation would be, the path of meditation would be in the, would take us to a master's degree, right? And then the PhD would come in with the Nana Yoga, right? So uh, it was pretty, uh, uh, it, it's very nice to see that actually. And yoga prescribes and in, in very specific terms, what is meditation, right? What is dharana, dhyana, and, and uh, so I'm just saying that only because uh, they have, uh, that is the main focus in yoga, right? Uh, one of the main focus areas is the study in the science of the mind and that of meditation. So uh, I'm seeing it as a means to also read about it. So I listened to also uh, Swami Sarvapriyananda uh, Ji's um, um, two classes on Raja Yoga, which is also very, very nice. Uh, very nice to hear. Uh, it talks about it in pretty good detail. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, and, yes. And yeah. I can, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Complete oh, no, just to complete that thought. Uh, and, the, and he also talks about how, um, you know, Vipassana and uh, Raja Yoga meditation path are very, very similar. I mean, to the point of, uh, 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 and uh, uh, Priyananda ji explains how uh, Buddha had, um, the Buddha had uh, two or three gurus before he set out on his own path, uh, who uh, pretty much talk, taught him the Sankhya philosophy, which is um, where yoga is based out of, right? Um, and he's greatly influenced by that, right? So it shows in his teachings later on and how you should, you know, the yamas and niyamas in yoga sutras are very similar to the eightfold path that he prescribes, right? They're, they're essentially the same thing as an example. Um, and even in the yoga sutras, the focus is on neutralizing the samskaras. And in Vipassana, they call it sankaras, right? In Pali, they, uh, the term is sankaras. And the whole idea is to neutralize them 
by uh, through a, a practice of uh, of observation, right? Which is in I mean, vipassana, right? So um, both of them are very similar in that sense that um, you need to, and that is suffering and, and how to get rid of suffering um, uh, is through this experiential um, method, which is to see it for yourself because once you see it for yourself, then it's very clear there is no doubt. The doubt is erased and once you see it, right? So that seems to be the uh, philosophy. I just thought I'll put it out here as, um, as something, um, you know, again, as we all know, a, a, a different things appeal to different people. Uh, so this is yet another thing that I just, I just thought I'll put it out there as a part of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the most important point, uh, Kishore, what you said, because, um, um, you know, uh, I know we, we, we've had this discussion in the last uh, last week, GD also, right, when Rajiv raised this point saying that what about that Vijnana Vairava Tantra book where, uh, uh, you know, uh, Lord Shiva tells uh, Parvati 108, uh, approximately 112 meditations, and then he says, all, all the people in the world will, uh, one or the other technique will fall, will work for. Okay, yeah, one. X billion people in the world, right? The whole idea is, you know, different people are at different evolution stages in their mindset. Right. Not about the body. It's not about the body. Body is just one part of the aspect, right? It's about their mindset. Where they are stuck, only they know. Nobody else will know. Yeah. Okay. So, by why why it becomes important is, um, it becomes important because you know we have to be open to experimentation, to experiment different types of methods. And then figure out, oh, looks like this works seems, seems to be working for me at this time. And yeah. that's that. After exactly. that, you realize, oh, I think, I think I may have got all the benefits from this step. Okay. Then move on. Move on. Then you again do the experimentation. Right. But then, but the beauty is the first time you do the experimentation, the second time that you do the experimentation, you get an intuitive understanding of where you are and where you need to go. Because yeah. the idea is you need to know what is your end goal. Okay. In the right. case. Vedanta, right. we are saying the end goal is to really become who you truly are. Right. Right. The Buddhist philosophy differs there. The Buddhist philosophy, it says, okay, you know, it talks about everything till the 99.9% of the step. Last step, it says, there's nothing beyond that. It's Shunya. Right. So that's where I have a problem. You know, I have been a big follower of Vipassana for a very long time. But the, but the problem that I have is, you know, Vipassana helped me quite a bit. I, I forced yeah. my, my brother Mahesh. Um, you know, his wife, she also went for Vipassana. My dad, my, my mom did not do My dad also went. Okay. It was so powerful. We did everything. But yeah. one day I realized that, you know, man, I can't be emptiness because I can feel that there is an emptiness, but it means that I'm beyond that emptiness. Then right. I started feeling, I said, who is that? Who is that? And that's when Vedanta helped me. No, which is great because it took you to that point where you were you were ready to contemplate on that uh, higher level truth, right? So that's precisely my point as well, which is that uh, um, it is not this or that, or you know, is it possible for us to consider it? I mean, I, 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 it may not be possible for all of us to do it because it might confuse us in some ways. But I'm just saying that there are different techniques, uh, and they all serve the same purpose, um, which is to prepare our mind, which is to make it more subtle, inward looking. And some of these things might work for some of us, something else might work for somebody else, right? So, no, I agree. The philosophy part uh, needs to be clear, which is 
okay if uh, it's vedanta no, nothing else actually takes to the phd level basically everything else stops at masters which is uh, at the meditation level uh, and and in this the undergrad is basically the yamas and niyamas by the way that's how i see it <laughs> yeah i mean it appears that uh, raja yoga or even patanjali yoga sutras i mean they are they're more sort of a way of living you know what how you you know how you prepare your mind for everyday life almost whereas um, the vedantic meditation is at the ultimate level and even in so i was listening to uh, swami sabrapriyananda ji's uh, meditation sort of session and he he, he uses the om uh, chant and and the way he goes is he says you know it goes from from waking stage to dream to 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 deep sleep and then he says blankness right which is i guess yeah. the equivalent of uh, of surya shunya surya and uh, yeah. and then surya uh, or shunya no, not surya shunya as in like he says blankness and then he says there is that somebody who can actually even perceive that that blankness so the eye is beyond that uh, so it's it's quite powerful like i've kind of you know it's, it's not been long it's just a couple of days but it's yeah. uh, you know in a way sort of it it kind of traces the the entire sort of vedantic learning in that sort of one om chant right yeah no great yeah so i have a you know uh, you know slightly different situation so i was speaking to context uh, also um you know uh, you know if you feel if you just compare it with uh, i mean if you just refer to the summary that ajay had just posted um you know we talked about stage 1 stage 2 stage 3 uh, and so on right so uh, i'm probably i mean i'm definitely you know in stage 1 or even if there is a stage even before that right so um, so at this point of time uh basically settling the mind is what i am looking at and uh, you know and when when these like for example uh, when there was a post on um, uh, swami uh, you know uh, that kundalini lecture basically that kundalini lecture that we heard that was uh, you know sadatmananda uh, yeah so it was at a different yeah. level right it was at a uh, different uh, level and um, Uh, so i you know so suddenly then then there was some other post uh, then i started searching on that then i went to that so it's like you know i'm jumping from here and there you know uh, uh, so so how do i uh, you know how how do i focus and how do i start and i think that's that that's where uh, <laughs> i need some guidance from this team actually uh, yeah vp you want to share about your experience vp in that context well i think i am closer to satya in the sense that uh, you know uh, it has been um, very difficult to find something that works for me and then, um, so you know we took rajesh and i spoke yesterday and we just said that seems like japa is something that will appeal to me so i've just started doing it uh, literally from this morning and that sort of is getting me into that right frame of mind so i think i would echo what rajesh was saying earlier uh that there are different techniques and you have to just find what will work with you at that point in time the challenge still is that how do you find that right because there are so many things going on 
and you are you know you have to figure out in a limited time that what will be the most effective one for you and i think that's uh, that's the part that i was just wondering as people were talking about you know uh, whether um, there is a path to say that or there is a let's say guidebook to tell you that if this is not working then try this or if this is not working try that um, so that's in a way question uh, for everyone now how long do you and the okay. book is gps guru positioning system so one day that guru will materialize and you'll say this is i am going to be a guide and you know you you do what i'm telling you to do and that person that when i say person i, I mean a person or a book or a, or a you know uh, a lecture or whatever that will resonate with you and that speaks to you and that's what will happen that's a very good point rajesh um yeah no completely uh, i'm just also curious with the group um, yeah, uh, like have you stuck to one particular or tried it out for a few days or is it weeks uh, i'm just curious personally i have been um, i guess at least for 6 7 weeks that we started on this chaturmasa i tried to be very regular every morning same time same place nice. um to try to stick to that uh, but then within that period which would vary any anywhere from 20 minutes to you know sometimes even 50 minutes it was always me trying to uh, work different techniques and do all these things to see which combination is working so it was a lot of trial and uh, trial and error to see you know where it seems to settle down and and, and i think uh, i think it's not very easy to um, let your uh, to to you know not get swayed by your thoughts i think that's the most challenging part and i have been to rajesh's meditation sessions in the past right two three years ago um and i think uh, you know i actually downloaded his inside timer app and then started listening to his uh, guided meditation etc also so literally like you know uh, i tried a variety of things and then you know it seems that for me right now uh perhaps japa is the right answer but i don't know for that for a fact you can see i just started it's day 1 for that i mean i have i have done this for about 6 weeks now and i have tried some variations and you know it varies from 10 minutes to 20 25 minutes sometimes with a lot of thought kind of bouncing around and if i yawn at the end of it i know it's not working or at least i assume it is not working because i just you know there is this thing about after a while i get bored as in i still have that sort of challenge and i know rajesh you have tried to address that in our other groups uh, which i'm not very regular at but you know i after a while i mean i i like sort of some so for example there is a couple of uh, japas that uh, sadguru has suggested and i sort of i don't know whether it's japa or just a shloka but i just try and play it in my mind like continuously and i like it but then 3 days later i'm like i'm done with this i need something else right and and because i use that as a as a as a tool to keep my mind focused 
because otherwise my 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 thoughts kind of just you know overwhelm me so i'm i'm still sort of in the process of trying to get that equilibrium right interesting now i'm sure rajesh has covered all of these uh, uh, in in the meditation class but it is it is good to know that uh, getting other thoughts while you are in meditation that that is dhyana right in the sense that the fact is you're not going to change it is mind's nature to think other things and and keep giving you thoughts uh, even though you are trying to do something else right so uh, every every time you are mindful of that you are aware of the fact that your mind has wandered each each time that happens is a success actually the fact that you you became aware of the fact that the mind has wandered and you brought it back that is the practice right um because if your mind doesn't wander you are already in samadhi uh, 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 actually swami guru parananda ji uh, explains this really well again unfortunately it's only in tamil but then he explains this very clearly saying in dhyana or in meditation it will happen right if there are no other extraneous thoughts other than the focal uh, what you're trying to focus on then you are already in samadhi right which for most of us we are not in that uh, stage will it will be quite some time before we even experience that for a few seconds here and there right so um oh am i okay yeah so make sure uh, just making sure that everybody understands that not to feel disheartened by that because that is the point right mm-hmm. um and secondly i think it is useful to also understand uh, you know patanjali's definition of meditation is a very good one um you know he uh again explains it very tersely in a very um, a precise way he says that meditation is a stage where your mind the mental picture the mental picture does not change from moment to moment right that's how it's a very vague yet very he doesn't say use this technique or use that technique or anything like that right doesn't go to that detail it's up to us but then he says what is the he is he's precise in saying that the mental picture the the picture that we see the the inner i sees is the same every moment after moment right so that's how he defines um, meditation now um what is the if you take some examples uh, people have said given examples of commentators have given examples of uh, pouring hot oil right so when you just imagine a hot oil pouring out of uh, you know of a a small container down you'll see that it seems like it is one solid uh, piece right but at the same time the flow is always there isn't it so moment mm-hmm. after moment things are so it's streamlined in other words thoughts are not completely blocked the thoughts are very streamlined because you cannot completely stop the thoughts until you've reached a much advanced level Uh, and then in samadhi the thoughts um, uh, completely stop but it is streamlined right um and moment after moment so the thoughts are there but it's it's as if you know it's getting replaced with another one uh, in the sense of but it's in the mental picture is exactly the same it's not like the mental picture does not change at all it's very very streamlined right so that's how i understand that to be um so i yeah i don't think we should feel hard on ourselves be hard on ourselves by saying hey wait a minute my mind wanders right uh, and that's the point 
just wanted to. I'm sure that Rajesh uh, talks about it all the time, but uh, uh, I just want to reiterate. <laughs> I mean, the one thing which sort of certainly helps me is now that we have uh, learned the Nirvana Shatakam, to just not just recite it in in the mind, but to visualize. To visual, you know, yeah. because there is so much of it is not this, not this, not this, and there is a lot of that, right? Particularly the first five uh, stanzas. So. That certainly keeps me, my mind completely engaged because, or rather focused, because I'm then thinking and visualizing every word that is there. And I do it, you know, I, I would do it over a, like a 10 minute period. So I, I don't rush into it. And because it is, this, I mean, I'm assuming because it is the same topic, it is focused but it gives me a little more running room, at least from mine, a little more running room uh, rather than focus on home, for example, right? Which is like one thing, which is like the ultimate reality. So mm. I'm trying sort of different sort of things in my own mind. I think I, I, I can see some work better than the others, at least for me. Right. No, um, Rajesh, uh, uh, I think the, we should address both the points that <laughs> Satya and VP raised as to what is the, uh, if you've already addressed it, that's, uh, you know, uh, that's fine. But I think that's an important one to address. I think, uh, you know, the, um, uh, I uh, see the uh, Ajay and uh, Satya, you know, both of you have, uh, you know, attended the other meditation that, that we do there, right? Where I try to so you focus on breath and focus on only breath. And whenever your mind goes somewhere, you try to bring it back onto the breath. So the whole idea is I'm trying to anchor people to one thing. Okay. That's at one stage of meditation because that there the mind, which is by nature divergent, we're trying to train the mind to become convergent. That's all we are doing. Okay. Now, uh, the reason why we're doing that is, you know, um, uh, beyond that, you know, what, why should we do this? What benefits does it accrue is depends on what goal the person has. Okay. So for this, in this particular group, if you look at it, you know, we are on a path to understand who we truly, truly are and we become that. Right. And when you do that, then what you need to do is the whole idea is your mind is divergent. It is still divergent. Okay. It's just that the goal is goal has become different instead of better health or, you know, peace of mind or low stress. Now it is all those things are still important, but your goal is much larger. The larger goal is, becoming who you truly are, right? Now, in that context, if you look at it, the, the leeway that is given to, uh, given to people in this uh, space who understand that there is a bigger goal is uh, the streamlining of your thoughts. So if you're thinking about a particular thing, let's say, uh, let's take the example of Nirvana Shatakam, uh, Ajay, that you talked about, okay? So you, uh, let's say you have 10 minutes you spend and you know, first 10, you, you listen to, you mentally, you recite that particular thing, you try to understand that. And then you say, oh, I'm not the body. I'm not the mind. I'm not the senses. I'm not the breath. They could, I'm not the, I'm not the negative feelings that's happening, positive feelings that's happening in my mind. You know, you say all those things. And then we finally say, I am that person who is observing everything. That's what you say. Now, if you look at it, all these things are different thoughts, right? I am not the body is one thought. I'm not the mind is one thought. But to Kishore's point of analogy of that pouring of the oil. But you think about it. These are not thoughts, which is I'm not the body. Okay. But I need to do that particular thing in, in my office. It's not that kind of a thought. I'm not the body and it still flows through the same way. I'm not the mind. I'm not the senses. It's flowing through in a way. So in that sense, it's, it's called as, uh, uh, I forget the uh, Sanskrit word for that. Um, Savikya. 
अल्पना हेल्प एसओएस निर्वाण शतक But in order to converge that, you have to go through the first five paragraphs. Okay. Now all of them are not divergent. All of them are converging to a reality in that particular shloka. What is given, right? So if you spend ten minutes to just recite that and understand that mentally, that is dhyana. And at that point of time, if your mind goes off and says, you know, somebody said this to me, I am upset, or I have to do this at work and all that, those are divergent thoughts. how those how many of those thoughts reduce over a period of time that you meditate when i say period of time not the amount of time that you meditate per day but over months years that shows the progress in your meditation right no thank you for that that's helpful hmm. the other thing i noticed is um, as you quieten the mind right when you start meditating and going slightly you know you've been meditating for some time as the mind quietens the intellect begins to act more because there are more thoughts from the intellect which are things like something at uh, something that needs to be done a new idea that pops out right you know stuff like that because there is more clarity the mind is quiet the uh, the intellect which is beyond the mind is, starts to give you you start to see more things from the intellect so that's why some people even actually meditate just so that they can make a decision right because the decision is coming out of a much deeper state deeper from the intellect that's not what we are talking about here in terms of meditation on a daily basis but i'm just saying let's say you want to make a tough decision at some point you want to get all the other things away and go very deep and and see what you feel from at that level right so the uh, the uh, the point being the intellect is now um Uh, is is acting and you are able to see those thoughts right which is coming from the depths of the uh, of the intellect now one way uh, uh, swami ji says is that uh, as you start to meditate you pretty much uh, mentally you know again first tell the mind um, that hey mind during this period of meditation um may i request your cooperation right it's pretty much a, a, a small uh, request to your mind first saying may i request your um, cooperation for this period of time when we are meditating um i'm just going to be observing you i'm not judging you right to the mind because the mind is emotional mind right and i will give you other times when you can give me these thoughts and i will i will uh, observe those thoughts right but for now uh i'm just going to simply observe you without judgment now to the intellect you say um hey intellect please take a break during this meditation you have been absolutely fantastic giving me all these ideas and making me who i am but during this time i would like to give you a short break so um and i will give you a separate time where you can give me all these thoughts and ideas and uh, reminders and everything else i will absolutely be listening to you but during this time can you please um uh, take a break and so that we can achieve the higher goal of seeing what is there beyond us beyond you and the mind right 
he actually says this, saying, start by requesting those, right? Um, and then um, and then get into, you know, whatever type of meditation we are getting into. Because you're going to see thoughts uh, the, uh, that are related to emotions, thoughts that are related from, uh, from sense organs. We are obviously trying to do this early in the morning so that the sounds are less or uh, other distractions are not there through the sense organs. So we, to some extent, we have controlled that. Um, the emotional mind, sometimes we cannot control, right? Uh, it depends on what we have done before that or the, what has led up to it. There might be different things running in our mind, right? So um, we don't want to judge it. We want to observe it. So in some ways, that is like mindfulness in the sense I'm, we are observing without judgment, with a distance. And then to the intellect, we say, uh, because when the mind is quiet, the intellect is going to give you ideas. Hey, uh, it, it's always there, just that we, are, we don't see it, but now we are able to see it, right? Those things keep popping up um, and we kindly request that. Um, and then again, as a third person, right? All these things give us the chance to uh, put a small distance between the mind and who you really are, right? So uh, in an indirect way, right? Um, and then get into meditation. It, it seems to be um, a good exercise, at least from my experience. Yeah, so these days, uh, you know, just to uh, uh, compare what you just now said, Kishore, in our meditation practice uh, on Saturdays, what I do is I tell people just as you take off your uh, coat and hang it and then, uh, you know, get inside your home or remove your chapals when you go into the temple, you know, just determine what are all the major quote unquote roles that you have in your life. Each role is like a jacket. Remove those jackets, hang them. It's not that, you know, you don't want to assume those roles back again. But during this period of for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes, whatever it is, you tell yourself consciously that you're not going to be bothered by those roles. Not that those roles vanish, but these 10 minutes, you're taking a conscious decision that those impact of those roles is not going to impact what you're doing. Right? The moment you state that, what happens is, you know, what we have seen, we have seen, uh, I've seen a couple of people tell me this, saying the moment you say it feels liberating. Okay? It's liberating because you don't need to take a decision. You don't need to react to anything. Right? So automatically, it's like calm. Your mind goes calm. The moment it goes calm, then you direct it to where you want it to go. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. That's it. I have a thing to say, please. You know, uh, normally when somebody tells me not to think of something, and my mind typically goes there only. You know, so I mean, it is not so easy. And uh, I mean, uh, you know, there was a joke which told that if you want to earn a million dollars, think of only one dollar, but don't think of a monkey, it says. So, uh, I mean, the person who thinks of one dollar will ultimately think of ending, think of, think of monkey only. So it is like that. So, uh, I mean, if you say not to think of something, obviously the mind goes there. That is the nature of the mind. I have seen this, my own experience on this. So the better way of uh, meditating, which I found is on the uh, approach Anubhuti, which suggested, you know, whatever the thought comes in the mind, I mean, use that as a base. Suppose today angry thoughts has come, use that as a base and go to meditation thinking that 
this thought has come and this thought is powered by me which is the self or the consciousness uh, which is existence consciousness and uh, happiness and this is where this is what my real nature is all about i mean don't need to bother about what thought is coming into your mind but what powers the mind if you can if you able to remember you know that is actually helping me the moment i think of a monkey also i think okay yes this is powered by my own self who am consciousness uh, absolute consciousness existence and happiness and that is where i mean i find more progress in a meditation i mean of course i'm not saying focusing on a particular word or focusing on om doesn't help it really helps it does i have done that before also but even that word is powered by your own self and if we focus on that we are actually asserting our real nature and the moment we keep on asserting our real nature i remember discussing this with vp other day it is like fan rotating slowly slowly you know when we when the fan rotates slowly we see the blades and once we keep on asserting we don't see the blades and you become what you are asserting yourself you know that is how which i foresee uh, the meditation easiest technique for me is uh, what i understand eh? very well said mahesh so i have very similar thoughts as mahesh mentioned um so i did try meditation long time ago and uh, i think i had mentioned it in the last class as well earlier on i got a good experience and i kept chasing in my meditation so it my meditation became more of chasing for those extraordinary experiences um which defeated the purpose of the meditation completely so i i feel that meditation definitely if you get some of those glimpses it just makes you curious to find who we really are and that it looks like a more feasible possibility than by just reading you know and studying whatever we read in tatva bodha so that it was a very good um i should say it it did confirm that you know there is some some possibility of you know that blankness and that you know uh, everlasting bliss etc it looks just feasible so so doing meditation for that purpose i think was very very useful and for some reason i just snap out in 20 minutes and i have never been able to meditate more than 20 minutes in fact nowadays it's even lesser uh, it's 10 10 11 minutes i quickly go into you know a deep meditative state and then i just snap out of it and cannot continue so i actually envy both rajesh and kishore who can who can you know sit through the meditation very peacefully because that's what i think i desire to do as well um but i i think the point i'm trying to make is uh, it will i feel it will come so chasing it probably is not what i want to do at this point in time gyan as well helps with both the things purification of mind and focusing so understanding the concept and ajay what you were mentioning and that's the reason i thought i will share it here though when i don't want to deter you from trying meditation please do so it is an it is an important step and 
but yeah it doesn't come naturally to many people i don't think it comes naturally to me either for longer durations um so reading about the concepts now that there is no doubt so so automatically there are not many thoughts in my mind but i just can't i, I just can't sit i get into nididhyasan because the moment i sit i start doing what mahesh was saying even if it is blankness who who is observing that blankness so so it's not really a meditation because i'm still trying to to figure out what that is right yeah yeah so it's a combination of that and whatever temperamentally i think is is your nature um you you get just swayed towards that i feel you you right alpana i mean you know the word sort of that caught my attention reading the chapter uh, in the book was habit and i am you know i think philosophically i think all of us get that uh, who am i right but we still i mean this is like the body and our, our body and mind is who we are right and it just doesn't come like naturally right it is not like a default right and and so the so again you're right i mean the meditation piece i'm i've been sort of i've not sort of gotten onto it in the in, in in sort of the right way i mean i i get it right sometimes but not for long but to me i mean just to repeat this in your mind understand it and sort of almost reinforcing it in my head uh so that it becomes second nature mm-hmm. uh where you know my default is that i am you know consciousness and not you know the body and mind so i think i'm trying to go in that direction it's kind of a bit random uh i'm trying i i don't know whether it will succeed or not yeah and uh, there is this wonderful example sorry i mentioned uh, about a example that uh, swami chinmayananda ji gave regarding a yogi and and the worm right and so this is yogi apparently which who's apparently not one of those uh, you know enlightened one i'm assuming but somebody who's on his way to you know getting getting moving in that direction so he actually kind of has this fear of the worm that you know he thinks that he is the worm right and so he goes to the hospital and he kind of tells the doctor that you know i think i'm the worm and you know the eagle up there is going to come and catch me and eat me up and so the doctor kind of you know kind of says no don't worry you're okay so he says how do i know i'm okay so he shows him the mirror and he says you see this is you you got like eyes and you know whatever on you and so you're not the worm and so he kind of sort of stays in the hospital for a couple of days and then he says don't worry you're good you can go and so the moment this monk uh, goes out uh, he sees the eagle and he comes running back in and he says what happened he says uh, didn't didn't we agree that you are not the worm so why are you worried about the eagle so he goes i you've told me who i am but probably the eagle doesn't know right so it's all about conviction right i mean you know are you convinced or are you kind of you know is it so we use the word beyond doubt right so philosophically it's beyond doubt i mean i mean at least i think we all we all kind of are there or almost getting there but in terms of conviction it's a completely different ball game right and so my attempt is to try and sort of reinforce it as much as possible with sort of a clear focus you can call it yoga nididhyasana whatever practice but that's kind of a sort of sort of a fuzzy goal if you will 
No, I like what you said. You know, one other thing, you know, it, it, now that you lightened up the mood on a very pretty heavy topic that we've been discussing, you know, maybe I should also share something which is not as 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 funny as what you said, but nevertheless, let me try it. So I think, uh, you know, there are multiple thousands and thousands of meditation techniques and you have these days westernized version of Calm and Inside Timer and, you know, uh, what's that other famous one? Start and start. Headspace. 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 All those yeah. things. You know, you've got thousands and then there are everybody, uh, you know, uh, everybody who has word, heard the word meditation is recording something and putting it there, including me. I've also done it. Okay. We've all done it. Now, what does all these techniques help? You know, they help somebody or the other for sure. Otherwise, there's no, not many followers are there. But you think about it, you go ask the people, you know, what is the benefit that you're getting out of meditating for 15 minutes or 20 minutes? All they will say is, you know, I think going back to Kishore's analogy the last week, right, about LeBron James sitting and showing that even tough macho men need to meditate. You know, all of them are looking for either some sort of a benefit at, in, which can help them in their day-to-day life. And nothing, nothing wrong with it at all. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But the point is, just as, you know, Swami G says this, he says, you know, why do we, why do we chew a sugarcane and eat? What is the reason why we should chew the sugarcane and eat? Is it because of the juice or anything else? It is only because of the juice, correct? So he says that, you know, the side effect or the positive side effect is less stress, more clarity in your thinking, better health, you know, more peaceful, all those things are positive side effects like that, the cut that comes out of, okay? People are happy with the cut at this point of time. It's okay. But the point is they, they, they have to realize that they need the juice. Once they realize they need the juice, they'll come to the Vedanta path. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, I have a question yeah. for Alpna. Yeah. So Alpna, you, are you saying your experiences are deep, but they are just short? Is that what you're saying? Like you can only sit for 10 minutes, but then you are gone and you're in deep uh, place. Uh, so I, I, I really did not understand, you know, what, what your experiences are like. So, yeah, I do get into that experience of blankness and then, and then I just can't continue. So I snap out of it. I mean, I can continue for a little time, but then I, yeah, no, I just, one is uh, sitting down, you know, the, the, the feet start hurting or, you know, something starts doing here and there, which I just, I cannot take my mind away from my, my, my body, my posture, etc. And I get the feel of that bliss. So I just come out of it. And then I just, I just actually, I carry that, I carry that state, but I'm out of it. I, I mean, I don't sit and do it. Mm. I want to tell another a story which is funny when Ajay was telling I was just reminded of that it's somewhat linked not totally to this particular one but to Vedanta itself so there was one uh, there was a village and a big caravan was going of camel and they were carrying cotton so there was a guy who used to uh, you take out the remove the seeds from the cotton and then that's that's what he used to do and when he sees this huge caravan that had tons of cotton on them he goes mad who will do it because he was the only one in the whole village to do it and he actually goes crazy 
who was going to do so who's going to you know remove the seeds from the cotton for such a huge you know uh, consignment and nobody could fix it you know the whole he went to the vet and the doctor and you know people couldn't do anything and he would just keep saying who's going to do it who's going to do it who's going to do it and he he's he went mad on it then there's one old guy who comes and asks what happens he said there's a lot of cotton and who's going to remove these things then he said oh you forget about that that has been burnt and in a moment he comes out of his madness and i think the fate is linked is that tatvam asi is going to happen in that snap when you'll come out of it so so the point is you know what you were trying to say that conviction needs to come somehow and probably that's what we look for in meditation as well sometimes you know when we are not doing it for removing stress etc that that moment when you will see that you know you are that right so i thought that was a very funny story as well that just by saying that it has all been burnt he was like oh then i don't need to worry about it and he was fine after that a little bit like yeah. uh, you know a lot of kind of our day to day uh, you know challenges at work or wherever right i mean we kind of spend a lot of time trying to solve it we kind of don't get it right we sort of agonize over it etc etc and then suddenly you know oh i this is the way out right so it feels like a lot of things actually happen you know at an ordained time or you know uh, once you've kind of got all all the ducks in row right or something happens which kind of gets you that sort of moment um so maybe it's that i mean obviously i don't know but yeah i mean that's the that's the goal right <laughs> actually ajay what you said is is a very pretty deep uh, concept okay and this is actually what is known as psychic blockages you know in our sense when it's psychic blockages what i mean is that uh, in the day to day situation you know let's say you're doing something at work and whatever right what is happening is outside of your body whatever is happening is being perceived in our mind in in the way that we want to do you agree to that or not okay you know somebody said something you know but we perceive it saying that, oh maybe this fellow meant this or this person said this therefore i am hurt or therefore i am happy because it's our perception we have that layer says which filter whatever comes in from the external world applies that filter and then sees it then it becomes yellow light green light blue light and all that but it is just light white light which is coming through but we put that filter on now why from where this filter comes in the filters come in we talked about vasanas we used that word vasana right the million words that you have taken in the past that 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 memory of all those things i am using the word loosely memory okay stored within us now okay these are called uh, uh, psychic blockages as what they call it and and there are multiple ways that you can remove it one of the ways is through uh, through knowledge which is a final ultimate way the other ways of doing it is you know i i we keep doing this alternate nostril meditation right it is said that you know they help in removing blockages not necessarily the deep blockages but at least those milder ones that bother you today but need not bother you okay so what happens is why do you get a better clarity when you you know do 5 minutes of alternate nostril breathing or 5 minutes of meditation or 5 minutes of you know listening to some evening spiritual uh, spiritual talk why do you get that better clarity what happens at that moment that blockages have been removed for you do you see the connection now what i'm saying no no i i get it i get it absolutely 
Um, if 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 I may, actually, I was I was uh, the main questions I came to this meeting with is what you've been talking about actually. Um, in in page seventy eight of the book, uh, there is it says here. Unfortunately, you do not recognize the fullness of your own nature. Experience does not give you knowledge; it only gives you a height at which you want to abide. Mm. Uh, and you cannot settle for anything less. I mean, this is I think this is precisely what you what everybody's been talking about. Yeah. And I had a you know I mean I was trying to figure out. When I, when I read this for the fourth or fifth time, that actually I don't really understand how to break through this. Um, then further on in page 81, in the second paragraph, um, it, you know, it, it goes on to talk about, you know, when once we recognize the, the rope for the, for the snake for the rope, we still have the fear. We can't get past the fear of the snake. Yeah, I think Ajay mentioned that with you know the the, the fact of the crow, uh, and 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 that that is the existential challenge, I guess, that we have, right? Um, so my my approach to this is you know just to wait and see what emerges over time, rather than mm -hmm. try to go and seek. And actually, you know that the Kundalini Yoga. Uh, uh, video. I don't know who forwarded that. Ajay, that was you, I think. Um, Rajesh. Rajesh said. Okay. So you know, there the Swami talks a lot, very eloquently about the difference between seeking experience and actually running after the 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 sort of the eternal truths, if you will. Um, but there's also this how. So, so, so all of this talks about the why question but the how is where I guess each yeah. one's either using a cycle or, or a or a you know aeroplane or a tractor or whatever you know to 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 cycle towards that yeah you, you know um, it's a really good point there uh, in terms of what why and how right we need to answer I think it needs to become clear isn't it um, I was struggling with this and uh, exactly this. The way I was thinking was also exactly why, what, and how, right? And um, I, I, I reached a conclusion. If in case it helps others, I, I'll just state where I'm at. And uh, uh, just to give an idea of the path, I think I've accepted the fact that there is, um, you know, the, the knowledge part, yes, got introduced to that, but it's not, uh, I've not been able to imbibe it and I struggled with it, right? Uh, how, you know, I'm not, because on a day-to-day -day basis, on a minute-by-minute, -minute, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that truth on a minute-by-minute -minute basis, right? Uh, obviously, during meditation, you kind of uh, uh, delve into that, but then after that, it just becomes normal, right? So I was wondering, it, I, it was a little frustrating in, in the beginning. Um, eventually, as I started reading other things and and generally understanding. I, I understood this gradation, understood that there is an undergrad, there is a master's, and there is a PhD program, right? And I am trying to do something in a PhD program, which I'm not ready for. And that became clear to me, and I accepted it fully. Um, and to me, then I said, okay, then let's start with the undergrad program, right? And the undergrad program to me um, is the Emas and Nemas, right? So 
the the path which is the, which is where the how comes in but the what is basically what am i trying to do that what is i'm trying to become make my mind more subtle more satvik right so mind and body more satvik so why because unless the mind is very satvik you cannot imbibe this high, highest level of truth you might intellectually understand it but it's very hard to uh, get it right and as alpana said earlier once that environment is there and you've made yourself very satvik the body and mind satvik it might happen in an instant right um but that preparation i think takes um multiple births if i'm not if i'm not mistaken right so i accepted that that's where at least i am so um the whole purpose at least in the in the near future as long as it takes for me is now how do i get how do i make my mind and body more satvik more and more satvik i mean uh, and that became the what for me that became very clear now what am i trying to do that right which is to become more satvik and now the question is how and that's where i think uh, the, the concepts of raja yoga yoga raja yoga is nothing but yoga sutras plus karma yoga think of it that way so karma yoga can i practice it on a daily basis absolutely um yamas and niyamas can i practice on a minute by minute basis absolutely right um then comes asanas okay fine keep yourself uh, i think many of you are already doing that eat appropriately and uh, say things correctly be aware of what you're saying all those things are again part of yamas and niyamas all of those things are helping one become more and more satvik right more and more aware also and meditation is a important part in that process because meditation gives you awareness or is at the practice of meditation increases the awareness in us uh, we become more mindful in other words unless you are aware that this thought has come in how do you take the next appropriate action right so we are, we are constantly reacting right somebody says something and we immediately say something back as you know that's a blind reaction but if somebody says something and we are aware hey this is giving me uh, this cause a little bit of trouble in me and why did that happen? that that distance if you are able to give ourselves then we can appropriately say things back we can respond back in the right way right which will not um, uh, which will which is good for you which is good for the other person as well so how do you create that distance to me meditation helps us create that awareness and hence that distance right okay now all of this is not the highest level of knowledge i completely see that right um it is preparing the environment it's 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 uh, it's helping us till the soil we are pouring water and we are taking care of it right the seeds are there because we have learnt the um the knowledge we have we have intellectually understood the knowledge that is the seed that is there but can you control when the seed comes out and becomes sprouts uh, uh, when it sprouts we don't know that right all we have to do is to till the soil and water the soil and just environmentally keep it correct and at, at some point when it's appropriate it's going to sprout that's how i see it um so we've done the first part we've put the seeds and now the the biggest part to to me is tilling the soil 
and and watering it right and keeping and we don't know how long it's going to take i'm i'm fine with it if it doesn't happen this uh but it's okay for me um i've accepted that uh, and i've completely accepted that so it, it is completely okay with me because i'm moving the moving the um needle little by little no matter how how little it is right i'm very happy with just moving the needle a little whenever it happens let it happen if it doesn't happen it's okay yeah kishore fact, i couldn't uh, agree more kishore i think that's yes. very well said and i think yeah. that's exactly my approach also that uh, you know just just keep doing things that we all have been talking about and learning in these sessions uh, same thing with chaturmasa that we are doing in separately and and you just don't know um you know what what you do know for sure um and you're getting feedback from other folks as well is that you are getting better you, the needle is moving as you correctly said and and i'll just say i'll, I'll just share a little personal example uh, you know i was upset with my son this afternoon and you know he was telling me later in the evening that we would see you carrying that on for hours and it was surprising to see that you know you had gotten over it within 2 minutes and you were just so you know when somebody's pointing out your mistakes that you used to do and now you have changed i just felt very good so when you were saying these things it just reminded me of that example that as long as the needle is moving in the right direction i think we are making good progress and we are not yearning for it that i really need to reach that uh, mountain top in this birth or this month or you know next year or whatever it is i think it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. someone said just just enjoy the journey so i think that's the attitude which works very well so yeah. very well said it's a great example echo that yeah it's a great example vp i mean you know it kind of sort of rolls back into the whole sort of karma yoga approach which is you focus on what you can do and control and not worry about sort of what will come on the other side too much right and in fact uh, you know swami parmatmananda ji kind of in one of his lecture actually talks about this and he says that even if you don't sort of you know get to that full state of meditation or enlightenment or whatever you are just further along in that spiritual journey right and that you know in your next uh, janma you to will start that journey much more earlier so it is a it is it is still a progression you know it is not nothing is lost and as long as you do it with sort of that karma yoga attitude okay. um it's totally fine and exactly i mean it's like you said we uh, it's it's a journey right so you have you also it's a journey um what one two words stuck to me especially uh, in this journey is of course i agree the journey is perfectly correct but what uh, the books i have been reading the lectures i have been listening two words stuck to me it says that dog tenacity you know that is what is needed to uh, get into <laughs> this so so i mean i appreciate your people's uh, needle moving but uh, let's have that dog tenacity to uh, uh, see that we achieve in this life itself i mean i just pray for myself on this there's uh, there's three really cool words that kishore and uh, and and uh, vp have used and and i have i have another two more to add to that so going by that same sort of scheme of why how and what 
the why is the awareness that we've we've come across. Uh, the how is the acceptance and the attitude. And I think you, you both use those uh, two words as well. And the what is, is the, you know, an aptitude that we build within ourselves. And uh, a, a, again, an attitude of action. Uh, so karma. So there's the, the five A's that I've been, uh, I've been thinking of for some time now has sort of fallen into some kind of a framework here. You please do me do me a favor of writing it in the chat because this is not something I would remember, but I want to remember it. Please. Yeah, that'll be useful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And one more to add to this, right? Along with uh, uh, why, what, how, and the last one is measuring measuring ourselves. And to VP's point here, actually, uh, what uh, VP uh, felt is is that you know he has moved, and and somebody is actually telling him that, and that is a feedback back. So I just want to measure, uh, point out the FIR uh, framework here, which is uh, something Swami P uses all the time. How do you know you're making progress? Right? We also want to do that. When right? you're doing something, you want to know that you're making progress, you're in the right direction. How do you know that? Right? So that's a measurement aspect of it, if you, uh, if you look at it from that perspective. And the FIR principle is basically frequency, intensity, and recovery time. Right? So how frequent... Um, are your old habits, right? Let's say my old habit is to snap and then people say something, right? Uh, let's say out of eight out of 10, uh, from snapping eight out of 10 times and now I'm doing you know, five or four out of 10 times. So the frequency is reduced, right? So I can see that. Intensity, right? How much, uh, um, what do you say, anger or any of those feelings am I feeling internally when, this, when certain situations happen? Am I feeling calm when the same situation happens or am I still feeling angry, right? And the third is recovery time, which is what VP pointed out there. How quickly am I able to come back to, uh, to the central center, right? You know, situations sway you one way or the other, but how quickly can you come back and be centered again, right? How, uh, and which is what VP experienced and the son told him that. So you can measure ourselves along these three axes and then see that we're making progress there, right? So I uh, just wanted to put it out there. And actually to Mahesh's point, uh, uh, definitely that tenacity or um, forti mental fortitude is definitely part of the how, right? And that is in, in, tapas, right? The fact that you, you're doing, we follow these things on a daily basis, minute by minute basis would be the tapas, right? Uh, or, or one of the tapas uh, for that matter. Yeah, okay, sure. You you ought to have been in instrumentation, man. This is this is system control language you're using. Um, <laughs> um, I think like an engineer. Uh, uh, so uh, when I write design docs, this is how I think: what, why, how, and then uh, how do you find yourself? Uh, so I apply the same principles. So, Vivek, he runs a, he runs engineering for a company that does that builds product management tools. So now you know where where the thinking is coming from now. <laughs> Uh, to very, Mahesh's point, uh, Mahesh, it's very uh, management consulting speak. <laughs> uh, Mahesh, that dog tenacity, uh, to me, it's equivalent to that uh, word we have been using, uh, titiksha, if I pronounce correct. it correctly. So, correct, correct. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah. so th that actually has become uh, an important, uh, uh, let's say, lodestar for me. 
to say that whether you know you are able to endure and you know continue to get better get better at it you know just by increasing your endurance capability so here is a gentle plug again for chaturmasa please start at the food level work with us chaturmasa <laughs> to build your tikshya can i add one thing sorry for pulling everybody back down but we are free now and here can we keep reminding ourselves that so whatever progress is being made is by the mind which i am not i think it has helped me in last two months i just constantly think i don't need to work on myself <laughs> you know i can i can monitor my mind okay what it is doing but just try that for you know for few weeks i am free now and here so there is no journey to and and alpana alpana to that point you know uh, i do think of it so when i am faced with a difficulty right or situation which i don't like for example i kind of try and tell myself look i am not that body in my it's not my my problem <laughs> almost right that's it it's a bit escapist it's it's a bit escapist but i mean obviously you have to resolve it but you know it it's sort of like you still have to deal with that dichotomy right, right. absolutely hey uh, so can you all definitely helps <laughs> hey are you able yeah, to it help me it helps yeah yeah Hey, okay. sorry, I I've been having bandwidth issues, so I went off uh, video. Yes, but um, I I wanted to uh, thank Alpana for that comment because I think you mentioned that in the uh, in the group chat as well uh, for that Kaladi story that I uh, wrote. I find that very uh, relaxing to keep reminding myself of that. and your comment there was a great reminder and the other thing uh, i've been uh, chatting with uh, guntax on the side the last uh, few weeks is for me um, making those notes that uh, you had talked about uh, guntax and i think sakuba had some really nice notes and everything uh, for me the just writing my understanding of it whether handwritten or uh, just typing things out i find them to be very helpful uh, it's still very very hard for me to uh, put words in english and try to do the sanskrit to english and the type of uh, translation but somehow uh, but guntax has been very helpful giving some pretty solid direct feedback um, so i will continue to do that and i think the tenacity will definitely help so i uh, just just kind of con- con- bringing bringing the last for one hour 20 minutes 15 minutes discussion to the first few questions what uh, sakuba and uh, ajay were talking about and in his ajay ajay wrote about it in his uh, his chat and sakuba you talked about it so maybe it's a question back back to especially sakuba right so uh, sakuba now do you have uh, do you have a view of how how the how this the group is thinking in terms of you know distractions in the mind and uh, do you think it's giving you some sort of uh, uh, let's say uh, a better perspective of how it can be resolved you're on mute my friend 
some issues or it's probably talking in the background yeah maybe okay all right so anyway the question yeah go ahead sonali wanted to say a few things regarding meditation i especially like what uh, kishore said the example he gave about you know um, sowing the seed and let it uh, plant out now my question there for kishore was what do you do in case of a storm or flood in case of extreme you know adverse conditions i guess meditation over the years help you to become resilient to withstand such conditions but no but i guess if those conditions continue again for a very long time they take you to a breaking point what i mean do you have something to say regarding that uh sure sonari again uh, others please pitch in the the way i um, see this is if you if these storms and floods let's say um we don't control right they're going to come uh we know for a fact that one way or the other all of us face a storm one way or the other right so to me it makes sense for us to be prepared but uh, up front knowing that it's going to come right so that would be the right uh, way to do it i mean can i can i build certain things so that when the storm arrives i i know i'm prepared and i'm i'm, I'm ready to handle that uh, in in this sense that storm happens in the in our own minds right things do happen and when they do come is it possible for us when i say prepared is it possible for us to completely accept it that at this point this storm is needed for me for to take me to the next level right so is it possible for us to completely accept it and that's the preparation i'm talking about at the at the level of mind but uh, here i differ maybe you kind of have an idea where the storm will take you to and you don't want to go there what do you do maybe you know you kind of get an idea where you know the storm maybe may lead me from here point x to point y but you know i don't want to go to point y i want to go to point z instead you know uh, i mean um, i know acceptance i mean if that is i, mean, I don't know it's very hard to accept if you don't want to go how can somebody force you to go no true acceptance doesn't um, um mean that you resign right uh, acceptance means yes this situation is here and this is where i am let me not find let me not brood into why this happened and so on and so forth right but then at this point if i if i clearly accept that this is beyond my control what has happened to me is beyond my control and then say that hey um with that um, mental frame of mind now you can think more clearly as to what do i do from here right and and again what i'm saying is nothing but the karma yoga attitude that's that's precisely where i think we need to fall back we could fall back on when things like this happen right so i need to do certain things what is right so i should do that and then beyond that when things happen to me i just accept it right um and then continue doing what i need to do right so our um what helps us to do that is basically how prepared we are at the level of the mind to be able to make that right decision in spite of uh, being in the middle of a flood in in the middle of a storm 
right? That's the, uh, that's the tough part. There's no doubt about it. And it's so much easier said than done. Uh, but that's the preparation we are, uh, we are trying to do here, right? One of the things that will help us um, with all these things that we're doing, one of the uh, things that is going to help us is to uh, be centered in the middle of storms that will happen. That's for, uh, there's no doubt now that we are going to see ups and downs in life and it's going to happen. So can we be prepared? Um, if I may add, uh, Sonari, I mean, um, one of the things we talked about in the last session was this technique of back to, back to the future meditation and back to the future thinking. And, and you know, Rajesh, you had a very eloquent way of describing or explaining that. Maybe you want to give that another shot. I look at today from sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah. So the whole idea, uh, uh, Sonali, is, uh, uh, you know, something happens to us today and we think it is something tumultuous and uh, a big cyclone hitting us and all that. But the question is, um, project yourself. It's a thought exercise that we need to do, right? And that's a, that's a sort of a meditation. You do a, proje you do a projection. You say that, okay, now I'm 50. Uh, let me imagine myself as 99, okay? Or whatever, uh, let's say the last few years of, of our life. And then you look back at the situation that happened to us now where we are in that, you know, uh, the huge whirl whirlpool of problems that we can't get over with. Now, how does that 99-year-old person view at this 50-year-old problem? Okay. And how does that person think? So you start thinking differently than what you would think as a 50-year-old problem. Because in the, at, this, at this stage, we are within that same problem. And we, when you are in the problem, it is difficult to get out and look at it from an objective way. Okay, therefore, you have to remove yourself from the situation, go to another point of reference, and then look back at the problem. It's the same thing, you know, uh, I think I used the same example, right? So when, when we were kids, you know, we would, uh, uh, if, if the parents say, okay, give uh, one chocolate to one person, two chocolates to another person, it's, it's, at that time, the kid will get upset. Mom will never, never do that. But let's say, hypothetically, the kid has perceived that the, the other kid has got two chocolates. The the tumult, the whirlpool, what that kid goes in is so much. But now when you look back, now at 50, do you think you really bother about that? Answer is no. You really, it's okay. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, you got two, maybe my mom will give me two another time. Would have given me two another time. I just didn't know. Okay. So the moment, the moment you do that, what happens is in your mind, instead of the mind going in one direction, again, going back to the analogy of oil, it is going in the oil, in the oil is getting poured constantly in a wrong direction. Now you are trying to use this technique of diverting the oil to the right direction. And again, it'll start flowing in over a period of time. So you keep doing this, doing this instead of flowing in the wrong direction, it'll flow like this, it'll flow like this, it'll flow like this. Over time, this moves away and the oil will start flowing this in this way, in the, in the same direction that you want. But unfortunately, this requires hard practice where you need to sit down, imagine the situation, project yourself in a different time period and then do it. It requires practice because the brain is used to thinking in a particular way. You are trying to change the brain's thinking. Think about it. It's so hard even to change your food habits. If I ask you today, for example, okay, instead of eating three meals a day because we don't need it, eat two meals a day. Trust me, it's going to take at least a few weeks for people to get used to it. Now, at a body level, it's difficult. Why do you think? Why do we think it is easy at a mind level? It is not possible.
uh, sorry, uh, I was going to say Sonali, your question, um, I want to add to what uh, Guntax was saying. Um, it, uh, I, I was making very furiously writing down some notes here because the, I started listening to the Gita lectures. I, I uh, uh, go on, uh, you know, moderately long walks. So I started listening to these lectures and then Guntax actually corrected me saying, hey, don't listen to those lectures. You won't be done in two years. So start with the other set of uh, lectures on the podcast. But the first one that I listened to was a set of like each lecture. Uh, this is, I think, Swami P, if I'm not mistaken. He comes and introduces Swami G. Um, unfortunately, it's in Tamil. But uh, I have found those Tamil lectures extremely resonating with me because I can, you know, get the language, right? I'm, I'm Tamilian. Um, and the first thing... Swami P says was he uh, provides a story of a king. Uh, this was like super, it is directly addressing your question. I find that amazing that you brought up this question. That's why I wrote down, go and listen to that lecture again. Uh, so the story goes like this. I'll make it as quick as possible. Uh, there is a, uh, once upon a time, there was a king, the usual thing. This is how he starts. It's all in Tamil, um, but there was a king. And in that land, there was a rule that in five years, you can be a king only for five years. Okay, At the end of five years, you have to go to another island where you will be left without anything. You are no longer a king. You will be left without anything. No food, no water, no shelter, nothing. And you are basically a prey to all the animals living there, wild animals. It's a wild land. Okay. Uh, so uh, the kings come and go. Everybody knows that, you know, in the first year, two years, they have a lot of fun as a king. They make so many decisions. And third year, fourth year, the nervousness starts building up. And in the fifth year, they are completely depressed uh, but because they have to sail to that island. So then here comes another king. Uh, finally, obviously, there's, there's got to be a punchline to this. So the, there's, there's, a, there's a king who's a little smarter. So he has fun all the five years. Uh, first year, second year, third year, fourth year, no nervousness, no tension, nothing. In the fifth year also, he's like living it up and he's making all kinds of decisions. And then he starts sailing. Then he goes to the other island and then People, uh, like when they are sailing in the boat, those people ask him, how the hell did you do this? You know, we have never seen anybody do this thing. And he says, oh, another kingdom awaits, is awaiting for me. I'm just going to continue my, uh, you know, being, the, being king in that island. So they're like, how the hell, how, can, how is that possible? So he said, well, from year one, I was preparing, you know, uh, I made decisions to change that island, the environment, the animals. I put people there. I have them uh, build the civilization, the education, roads, everything, all the infrastructure, whatever is needed for a normal society. So now I'm, I'm just going to continue my life over there. So he gives that story example to say that if you listen to these uh, lectures, he's introducing the lectures of the Gita, right? He says that this is like a preemptive step to handle 
um either very very happy periods in your life or very very sad periods in your life um so ups complete ups and complete downs uh, it is not only to handle only the complete downs but if you listen to these lectures then at least you will be able to think through some of these problems that come your way and uh, move on with you know how to handle them and keep going so thanks guns thanks for that we are at 727 3 minutes away 3 minutes away from the total time out i think we will have to by this sorry i have this Uh, the topic i'm showing on my screen sorry sonali if we have to continue this topic i think we'll have to probably uh, pause it again because we already at 728 and we probably Hello? have to discuss some logistics on how to go about the next uh, class and all that no, continue i don't know who was uh, speaking this now guns oh okay hey, uh, this okay. is uh, rajesh guns yeah okay guns okay so i'll uh, follow up on whatsapp yeah so uh, uh, so i think uh, you know uh, uh, first housekeeping question okay um, uh, are we still wanting to mull over meditation in the next class or do you think we are ready to uh, give a decent idea where we are and then we can move forward what is, what does the group, group think here i have unresolved questions i want to continue okay. the discussion but this just all thing if everybody else agrees we can move on sure i'm not reading the book i'm not getting time to read the book okay. i'm just coming for questions understood understood so let, let's 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 just get a quick vote here what 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 does the team think i'm i'm ready to move on okay i'm ready to move on to yeah i think we can move on and maybe you know in the chat we can actually discuss if we have queries and questions absolutely so does, yeah absolutely yeah i i also feel that we should move on and i was just making sure that you know uh, uh, all of you also opine on the same thing so um, now i think we have re actually reached a very very logical conclusion in uh, the gita okay uh, till now if you, if you if you just think back what we have read all the chapters in in the book that we are following it's it starts by somebody's problem statement and then it moves on to explain how the problem can be solved and then it says okay what is the technique that you will have to use to get over the problem statement but then arjuna doesn't understand it right so now the now krishna goes back goes and you know he says uh, things in a slightly long about way that is why the next other next chapters have come through so so far technically you know if i were to map this book with the let's say the 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 gita book itself right so so far till where we have covered in in this book we have covered up to chapter 6 of gita uh, yeah chapter 6 of gita okay up to chapter 6 of the gita so it starts from problem statement all the way to dhyana yoga arjuna vishada yoga to dhyana yoga so this is what has been covered and in this if you look at it the central theme that we've been discussing so far is who am i that's the central theme okay and then in the last chapter slyly krishna introduces if you don't understand who you are meditation is a technique now arjuna's inquisitiveness is gone ahead say okay i don't understand then geeta goes up to the next next 12 chapters so now next part of this particular book what we will read is a, is comes from chapter 7 onwards and i don't know how swami ji has mapped it to this and that but that's irrelevant so now what is going to talk about in the next chapters is uh okay you don't believe that you are that supreme brahman 
Therefore, I'm going to tell you who Brahman is. Okay. And later on, in the next six chapters, he's going to introduce who is Brahman. He says, okay, you are Arjuna, be Arjuna. Now I'm going to tell you who Brahman is. And then he'll introduce Brahman. That is the chapter who is God. And then it continues, right? And then it goes on for the next six chapters. That is seven to chapter 12 of, of the Gita, right? And then Arjuna still has doubt. Okay, I am, I am Arjuna. There is Brahman. There are two people now. But it still doesn't solve my problem. How do I, you know, get rid of my problems? That, that, then Krishna again gives, goes off another six more chapters. And then he says, these are the set of things that you should be doing. These are the set of things that you need to take care of so that you and Brahman are no different. You will realize who you are. Okay. That's how the, the chapters are structured. So in this journey, so please, please bear this in mind. So whenever you have any issue in terms of understanding this, one of the things that I would, I would find it helpful is pick, pick a Gita book. Okay. And there will be some shloka references uh, by Swamiji that he would have given in this chapter, right? In when we read the chapters in Sanskrit. And each of the slokas is referenced with the chapter number and the shloka number. So if you go to the proper Gita book and, you know, or the link that Alpana shared, the, uh, what's that, uh, Gita Supersite link, go there and refer to that particular shloka and read some concepts about how people have interpreted that particular shloka, you will get a much better view. Okay. Now I'll tell you one more, one other thing. The concept about God is going to get very confusing for us. Okay. So um, first of all, you know, we pray to God, but we actually don't know who God is. Gita clarifies who God is. So, and let's, let's, let's keep that open rational mind rather than be preconceived with our notions saying that God is Krishna, God is Rama, God is that, God is that. Let's not be preconceived with, with those notions. Let's at this point of time, when we read this book, please go with an idea that God is somebody who is different from me, who is superior, powerful than me. Go with that idea and then I think it will become a little bit more easier for us to understand it. I hope that will be okay for you guys to think about it in that, that fashion. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Because, uh, you know, I know that there'll be a danger saying that, you know, why people pray to Arjuna, to Krishna, why not to Rama, why not to Hanuman? You know, those are questions. And if those questions come, you know, you know that, you know, we are bordering on uh, not the right, right level of understanding. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to say. And I think we can conclude with uh, our uh, Purnamada Shloka. Uh, but I would like to give Lakshmi an opportunity. She's been silent for the last one and a half hours plus three minutes. Lakshmi, 30 seconds for you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, Rajesh, on your request, I was able to listen to your earlier podcast, but actually went over my head. So oh, um, I, a few um, years ago, attended this Sadhguru's meditation. So as Alpana said, at one point in that meditation, I think some level of uh, whatever that is called, I don't know. I have experienced that state with, which prompted me to understand, I mean, try to seek that again and again. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to, and I've been doing that. Uh, 
I'm trying to, that, that's the reason why I attend the radiation session. So uh, again, to Kishore's explanation as why, how, and what, that little bit gave me some meaning. Uh, so uh, if not attending this session, because it's, it's all my, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely at this point, I don't think I'm able to understand everything that you're talking about. One thing, I haven't read the Gita book. Um, I plan to at some point. I have a question for you, Rajesh. Does that explain in the Gita, does that explain whatever they talk about? Or, or, or you have to look around for the meaning? You will have to look around for the meaning. There has to be someone who has to speak the way that you understand. That's what we call it as a guru. And the book also talks about it. The Gita talks about it, saying that you need to have a guru. And when say guru, it's not, it's someone, uh, 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 someone who can speak to you. Yeah. So I do need to do my homework before attending this session. So I'll try to listen to your podcast. And if I, once I feel comfortable, I'll start attending. But uh, at this point, uh, all right. this was helpful. Thank you so much. Over to Kalpana. We can all mute our mics. Yeah, before we get into it, Shanta actually posted a question. So I've taken note of it and uh, I'll post it on the WhatsApp group and let's take it up uh, in the next session. Okay. I didn't even see that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. I just, uh, I have taken that and uh, Gun's uh, answer to it as well. I'll post both of them on the WhatsApp group and then let's take it up uh, in the next session. Yeah. Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Tatsat Hari Om Tatsat Hari Om Tatsat All right, everyone. So, see you next week. Chapter 7 of this book. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good week. Good week.